As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Hi friends, my name is Paul Renner. Welcome to the home group tonight. My father Rick Renner asked me to lead the home group tonight because he's busy doing other things and along with me here in the studio is of course my mother. Hi mama. Hi son and I'm glad to be with you home group. Welcome. We really appreciate you spending this time with us and I just want to say the Bible says that we're two or more are gathered together in his name. There he is in the midst of us, and his power is here with us. Amen. Amen. Hi, Joel. Hi, Paul. And I just want to say, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> now, in this home group, make sure you bring your Bible, because we're going to get into it today. Isn't that right, Mama? Yes, we are. All right. I just wanted to say that. And I want to remind you that you can get the free download of our study guide on this subject at Renner.org. You can get it for free right now at Renner.org. Isn't that wonderful, Mama? That's awesome. These study guides are just, I think they're a treasure because Dad puts so much thought, so much attention, a lot of writing goes into this, a lot of study, and he does it for you. So please go and download your copy. You know, we have so many study guides on many subjects. And whenever you're having a trouble in a certain area, I think that you need to study that area of your life. And so if this is an area where you have trouble, this study guide could really help you. But in addition to that, you can also get A Life Ablaze. This book is about how to rekindle those fires so you're on fire for God again. You know, a lot of times when we get saved in the very beginning, we're all excited, woohoo! And, you know, 10 years goes by, 20 years goes by, and those fires, if they're not rekindled, they can kind of dwindle. And so this, that's what this book's about. How do you rekindle those fires? And please also get the TV series. How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptation. Amen. And if you have ever downloaded one of our study guides, please let us know in the comments section right now. Tell us if you have ever downloaded a study guide and what have you used it for? Have you used it for your own personal study? Have you used it in a home group? Have you used it in a church Bible study setting? Let us know how you've used these study guides because we make them, make them, make them, make them and make them for you and for your benefit so that you can get more out of the study, more out of the Word of God that we're discussing here. And I enjoy this home group setting because as we talk together, uh, we get to share experiences and stories. And especially when we study the Bible, the way that my father teaches the Bible, the meaning of the Greek words in the New Testament, it's not just about what do I think this says. It's about what does the Bible say? Not what do I think the Bible says, it's what does the Bible actually say and how do I apply it in my life? So today we're talking about how to flee temptation. And our anchor verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, and we talked about this yesterday, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But <clears throat> with all the temptation, also make a way of escape, a way for you to leave the situation, that ye may be able to bear it. And verse 14, wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, the Bible tells us to flee. We're not to sit there and deal with it. 
If there's a way of escape, the wise thing to do is to flee the situation, to leave, to do everything you possibly can do to use that way of escape that the Lord has prepared for you in that specific situation. And it may be a little bit creative. It may not be the way you think the situation will be resolved. God may provide you with a different way of escape, but be sensitive to Him. And the Holy Spirit is inside of you. He can speak to you and guide you through these situations. Sometimes it's not so easy to get up and leave. Sometimes, sometimes you have to kind of be sensitive to understand exactly what you're supposed to do or exactly how to deal with a certain situation. And once again, when we're dealing with temptation, it feels very, very personal. It feels like you're the only one experiencing it. And when these temptations have, have grabbed hold of you, that there's, there's a sense of uh, heightened sensitivity. It, it's, it's, it seems bigger than it actually is. It seems harder than it actually is. It kind of seems inescapable. But there is a way of escape, and the Lord has prepared it for you. Amen. That, that's encouraging. Amen, Paul. That's very encouraging because he's not going to just leave us because he said that he wouldn't leave us as orphans, but he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's a great one to help us in temptation. But think about it. We as believers have this wonderful gift the Lord has given us. But those unbelievers, they don't have the solution. It's really interesting. We as believers, we have a solution. God is faithful. He is always faithful. But those unbelievers, they need Christ. Oh, yeah. They need Christ because they don't have a solution. And they don't even understand it. But, Paul, I think this is so very important that we're going over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He has provided a way of escape in every single situation, and he doesn't want us to experience more than we can handle. He's not going to allow us to experience more than we can handle. So even if you're experiencing something today... God is there with you in that specific situation. You are not alone. And if the right thing for you to do is flee, like in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, then flee. Do everything you can to use your feet and get out of that situation. Now, there are all kinds of temptations. Right? There are emotionally upsetting situations. Sometimes you have to do something to protect yourself from emotionally upsetting situations. Just this morning. Actually, um... Yesterday, yesterday, after I preached on Sunday. Uh, you mean the day before yesterday? Yeah, I preached on Sunday. On Sunday, I preached about, uh, in Russia, we were celebrating Teacher's Day. So I was teaching about learning, and I was teaching about receiving, and I was teaching about how the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And Jesus said that the blind should not lead the blind. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, who am I following? And of course, you know, today when we talk about following, immediately, am I following this person on Instagram, or am I subscribed to this person on YouTube? And I was like, wait a minute, I'm following, I'm subscribed to, to way too many people. I, I've got too much going on. And I actually started going through my Instagram and YouTube feed and unsubscribing from people that I think I should not be following. And in doing that, I've actually fleed a situation. Fled. Fled. Thank you. I've actually fled a situation because I could be tempted to spend more time on Instagram than I should. 
Now, and now it was probably just a confession. Uh, so I, I could be tempted to spend more time looking at all their stories and looking at all these feeds and all of a sudden, you know, I've spent so much time looking at stuff that doesn't matter. The temptation may not be something that's, you know, obviously evil. The, the devil wants to steal from you. He wants to steal your time. He wants to steal opportunities. He wants to steal money. He wants to steal your emotion. He wants to, he wants to take all of your thoughts. It, so sometimes when we're talking about temptation, we're not talking about obviously horrible things. Some of the situations that we need to flee may be, you know, seemingly harmless. But after you've lost time and you've spent too much time in Instagram or TikTok, and then all of a sudden hours have gone by and you haven't said anything to anyone in your home, you've, you've then just lost opportunities to build relationships and spend time with each other and the devil has stolen from you. So if spending too much time on your Instagram or TikTok feed or Facebook is a temptation, unsubscribe, unfollow. Do something to flee that situation. But Paul, I totally agree with you because I, I get tempted in the same way. Like I'll watch this. I, I, love, I love the voice. And so sometimes I go and watch uh, America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent or X Factor. And, and I'll be watching and then I'll go the next one. And then I'll go the next one. And then I'll think, Denise, what are you doing? Who cares who wins? It's not going to affect your life in any way, and you can't affect their life. And as Paul just said, I just wa I wasted. I wasted time that I could have been spending more productively. No, I'm not speaking against entertainment or relaxing uh, or just, you know, settling down. That we're talking about abusing uh, those things. So there's, there's, there are boundaries that each of us should know. And at some point, instead of just relaxing, the devil begins to steal from you. And the sad part is you're allowing it. We, we begin to allow the devil to steal from us. So setting boundaries or fleeing from temptation... It's something that we have to do. No one can do that for you. Now, of course, maybe when your kids are little, you can you know, set up parental controls and you can set up uh, timers so that their phone, you know, their internet cuts off at a certain point. Uh, but we're talking about adults. These parental controls don't apply to adults. We have to set up our own uh, limits and boundaries so that the devil doesn't steal for us or that we don't allow the devil to steal from us. Now, particularly for me, uh, Romans 12, 18 says that if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So we're to do everything humanly possible to be in peace with all men. We're talking about fleeing from temptations. Some of our temptations are um, maybe connected to strife, maybe uh, connected to getting into situations that you're not supposed to be getting into, maybe connected to being the person that fixes everyone's problem. Maybe your temptation is connected to uh, sharing information that you're not supposed to be sharing or not supposed to be talking about. Once again, going back to YouTube, I recently unsubscribed 
from someone on YouTube that's talking about all kinds of stuff that's none of his business and there's a lot of lies or as it's more contemporary today to say untruths in the stuff that he's saying and it gets me emotionally involved and then all of a sudden I find myself picking up the phone and talking to people about what this person just said and how it's so unfair that he's sharing this information and who could put a stop to all this and I, I'm getting in conflict and the easiest thing for me to do would be to not watch that video not listen to that person and, and you know what? If I hadn't have listened to that video or watched that video, I would probably have a better attitude toward that specific person. I'm talking about another brother in Christ, someone that, you know, I have a relationship with, someone that I know personally. But now that I've spent all this time watching these videos and thinking, you know, oh my gosh, what do we do about this situation? And who's going to put a stop to this? And, and, and he lied again. Now... Now I'm emotionally involved in my opinion of this person has changed and I'm definitely not in peace with him. The easiest thing to do would have been to simply just not get into it. Just, just, just continue to love him. It's easier to love if sometimes you don't know all the details. So doing everything humanly possible to live in peace sometimes also means just setting boundaries and knowing what you're supposed to get into and what you're not supposed to get into. Paul, it's just so true. And it also can be habitual. If we don't put a stop, then it becomes habitual. We just do it because we've done it 21 days in a row and now it's a habit. And also, I just want to say that as we as parents or grandparents, if, if we are making these habits of just wasting this time. And Paul's talking about the internet, talking about YouTube, talking about Instagram or TikTok, that are, there are people watching us. We have the influence. And the, our children, they watch us. And if, if we say you need to, if we say I'm limiting your time and then they see us, wasting our time, then what kind of a platform do we have to speak from? So we have a we have power and influence in our decisions to say, just like you said, Paul, I'm just not going to follow that anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, have, I have a decision here. I have power here and I'm going to just not do it. And when we make that decision, we open ourselves up to have more time, maybe, as you said, Paul, for conversation with our family, somebody we love, or just even a quiet moment and the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. You know, we're talking about fleeing emotionally upsetting temptations. And one of those temptations is probably anger. You know, I think it's, it's so easy to angry. It really is. And if you can point out those things that make you angry or make you upset, I think it's a lot easier to avoid getting upset. And you can flee. That's another way to flee. If you can identify the things that make you upset, make you angry in advance, you'll try to avoid those things early on. I think that's a really good practical step for anybody. Write down what makes you upset. Write down on paper, you know, just a few points, what makes you angry. 
you just avoid those things because it's not good for anybody's health, not even good for anybody's mind to be upset, angry. It's horrible. It really is. It's not just bad for your mind, it's bad for your body. And you know, the Bible talks about not going to bed angry. The Bible talks about don't sin in anger. There's a lot the Bible talks about. Anger, emotions, they really are. Emotions are wonderful. It's wonderful. God gave us emotions. But we need to flee from getting angry, getting upset, grieving the Holy Spirit. Because once you start, I mean, the snowball just starts going. I mean, if you get into that cycle, it's harder to stop once you get going. So it's better just not to start revving up those emotions. Joel, what you're talking about is actually Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. And it says that the heart of the righteous, of course, if you're in Christ Jesus, you're born again, you're righteous because of faith in him, studies how to answer. You're talking about studying how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. So it's either like one or the other, either study how to answer or make decisions how I'm going to spend my time or what I'm going to say, or our flesh is giving to pouring forth evil. Amen. I mean, but what happens whenever you, you know, you go down that cycle and, you know, the snowball, the snowball's going and you're really getting into it with somebody else. You know, how do you get out of that? How do you stop this craziness? How do you do it, Mama? Well... Now, lots of times I have to say, I, I, I need to be excused. And, and truly, because this scripture, I have to go study how to answer. I go away and I say, Holy Spirit, you know what's going on. I'm asking you to help me. Or maybe I count to 10 or maybe 100, depending on how, how the fires are going. But there is an answer because it says study how to answer. And then in 16, verse 23, it says of Proverbs, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So the Holy Spirit in us, we're wise. The heart of the wise teaches your mouth what to say. That's powerful. That's so powerful. And, and Joel, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, overcoming anger. Listen to this verse, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, mm. and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. I mean, we think these generals and these colonels and these admirals, we think that they are so powerful and they are and they are due our honor. But according to the word of God, according to God's opinion, if you control your anger, if you control your emotions, you're more powerful than those high ranking generals. You know, Mama, there's there's people I really love to talk to. But there's just some subjects I do not want to talk about with those people. And so whenever they want to go down that subject, I just sort of say, I don't want to talk about that. And it's kind of abrupt because they're like, what do you mean you don't want to talk about that? Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Because if I start, it's going to be bad for everybody. Everybody in the room is going to feel like they were just, you know, affected. And 
it's just better not to go down that road. And maybe it's the same way with you. Maybe even some subjects with your spouse are just not good to talk about. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe with your aunts and uncles. It's just better not to go down and talk about those things. There are plenty of things to talk about in life than those that aggravate you. Mm -hmm. And that's a way of fleeing. Mm -hmm. Saying, I don't want to talk about that, really is love. Because if it starts, it's just going to hurt everybody. And if you have to talk about things that affect everybody in a bad way, you need to learn how to do it respectively. And I think that's important. You know, some things you just have to talk about in life, but there's a time for it. And you don't have to talk about it every day. And not every time you talk about it, it has to be painful. You know, you have to learn how to answer like you're saying, Mama. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about how to flee emotions. Yeah. Painful emotions. The RIV of Romans 12:18 says, If it's doable at all, as much as it depends on you, and doing everything possible from your side to be at peace with everyone, no one excluded. Be at peace with everyone, no one, no one excluded. Do everything you can possibly do to be at peace. So I'd like to end today with a small story. Uh, when we lived in Riga, this was over 20 years ago, I probably about 25 years ago, I think I was maybe 14, 15 years old, uh, we had a lady that helped us in our house. She cooked and cleaned in the apartment that we lived at. And uh, me and Ludmila had a bad relationship. She was wonderful. Ludmila was wonderful, yes. And she was very special. Yes, and she's now with the Lord, but she, she, was, she was wonderful and she was very sweet. But me and Ludmila had a horrible relationship. And you never had to wonder what she thought. She was very forward, everything she had to say. Uh, but I was, I was a collective of everything bad for her. Uh, and so, and so we, it's, I avoided coming home. When I knew that she was at home, I avoided coming home because I knew I'd get an earful from Ludmila. So at one point, Dad said, you need to go buy her flowers. I said, for what? Uh, you know, and I, I really thought, I said, Dad, I need help in this situation. What should I do? I didn't say, what should I do? Dad, I need help in this situation. And I thought he would do something. Instead of him doing something, speaking to Ludmila, he told me what to do. Now, that often happens when we talk to the Lord. Lord, I need help in this situation. And we, we expect the Lord to intervene and do something in this situation. Instead of him doing something in this, in this certain situation, he tells us what to do. So dad told me to go buy flowers. That's not what I meant. I wanted you to do something. I didn't want to do anything. I wanted you to do something. And he told me to go buy flowers. That was not what I expected. <laughs> so I remember buying the cheapest possible flowers I could find. Wow, you're really trying hard. <laughs> well, I was obedient. I did not want to buy flowers. I did not want to give them to Ludmila. Uh, but I was obedient. But I, I do remember finding the cheapest possible flowers that I could possibly buy. And I gave her the flowers. How did you give it to her? I, I don't remember. I think it was very, very simple, very, very mechanical, something like, here, this is for you. And I just kind of walked away. Um, but it changed the relationship. After that, it's like, we were great. She became sweet and and all our misunderstandings kind of evaporated. Was it the flowers that made the difference? No, definitely not. Uh, it was my obedience and God's 
intervention after my obedience. It wasn't the flowers because the flowers were not impressive. <laughs> it was my obedience and God's blessing on my obedience that changed the situation. So when we talk about doing everything possible, today we've talked a lot about avoiding situations, doing our best to not get involved in a situation or flee from a certain situation. Sometimes when you ask the Lord for help, He ends up telling you to do something and you were expecting a different answer. Lord, I thought you would, you know, do something on that end of the equation. Um, and when He tells you to do something, you know, so what will that do? How will that make, go hug this person, go tell them you love them, you know, give them a gift, how, you, know, you know, send them a birthday card. How will that make a difference? It's not the action that really matters. It's your obedience and then God blesses that obedience and change comes. So we do everything possible to live in peace or live peaceably with all men. Well, Paul, you don't know all things. Ludmila might not have received flowers in 10 years, 20 years. You might be the only young man who's ever given her flowers in decades. Could be. You might have just melted her heart. Maybe, but... Well, Let's see, God knew. God knew. God knew. God knew what was going to melt her heart. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you for being with us tonight. This was a lot of fun. Home group is always fun. We never quite know what to expect. Father God, I thank you for being with us here tonight. Ask you, Lord, to help us to flee from evil. Flee, Lord, every time we come into temptation. Help us, Lord, to live peaceably with all men. In the name of Jesus, amen. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.